Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. I am your host, T. Roy McCubbin. You have no say in it. And here we go to 193. Yes, where were we last week? Well, we weren't here. We uh, we missed a week. We realized that. But um, it's that time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. That time of the year for uh, Hollywood cheer and all that, all that stuff. But um, anyway, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We've got a great show today. We've got a fellow podcaster, someone who's a little bit more organized, a little bit more professional, just has a little bit more better guess. What can I say about this fella? <laughs> Jude, Jude Gold, not to be confused with Jude Cole, who uh, I know and love, but Jude Gold. From uh, No Guitar Is Safe. Wonderful and uh, yeah, if you're listening to this show and you want uh, a show that maybe is a little bit more polished, refined, together, maybe less annoying, less offensive, go to Jude Gold's podcast, No Guitar Is Safe. We talk about it with Jude. Been dying to get the man on the show. Jude, thank you so much, man. It was a real pleasure to have you on the show. Um you can hear Bruce playing some uh, Christmas music in the background here, and uh, his mate singing. Remember, Bruce Foreman is back at the Green Room in uh, New York. Green Room 42 in New York City. They got it. They want him back. He kicked the last show was so amazing in uh, New York when Bruce did that last one that they want him back. So he's going to do one January 8th. Gen 8th. 2020 baby that could be a new year's uh, resolution to go see bruce foreman do the red guitar tell some jokes do some killer playing he's at the uh green room 42 january 8th seven o'clock be there or be square he told me to say that uh and also he's got the five for 25 five cds for 25 uh, hit him up on Facebook or hit him up on his website or just hit him up anywhere. You can go do it. So go do that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are winding down. Bruce and Scott, that was our last episode. Well, this is our last episode forever. We are stopping Guitar Wank and moving on. We've had enough of this crap and we decided to move on and do something different. So uh, there you go. So this is a sad moment for it all. Bullshit! Not really, just joking, just trying to keep you on your toes. I'm sure there will be a point where that will be true, and we will end the show, and I won't have to do any more of this work for free. Uh, but <laughs> No, I'm slipping that in there. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're doing it. We're continuing on. 2020 looks bright for Guitar Wank. Really bright. <laughs> uh, we at, what are we at? 193, I think this is. Damn it. Oh, my God. Um, I've put suggestions out there for the 200th show, but I don't know if we'll ever do that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys can write suggestions in. I don't know. Hey, whatever. But, um, yeah, this was our last show for the year because everyone went in their own directions. Uh, Bruce took off back to uh, his his area in Carmel uh, Valley up Northern California. Scott's doing his thing. Um, I'm going to be busy doing my thing. And, and, and Jude was just a guest, so he can just he can just bugger off anyway. So, but anyway, we uh, we've had a, it's been a great year. I think it's been a, a good year for Guitar Wank. I think I don't know. We've had some fun guests. Hopefully next year will be some uh, more fun guests. But until then, we still have a few more shows to do. So uh, 
we will continue on with this one. Try and keep in the holiday spirit for all those people out there who is not having a fantastic holiday season. Buck up, little camper. I don't know what else to say. Some, for some people, this is the worst time of year because it hits home. Uh, it just hits home on all the stuff that maybe is missing in your life or maybe life isn't going that great. So to all those people... I say again with conviction, don't let the bastards get you down. Pick up that guitar, grab your your favourite drink, be it a hot chocolate or a bottle of a glass of scotch or a bottle of scotch, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Uh, Sit back with your guitar, put on some guitar wank and just know that uh, life goes real quick and it ain't all that serious. Really isn't. We should all just laugh a lot more. Anyway, so that's why we don't take this show really that seriously at all. And if this is your first episode, I apologise because you probably won't go on from here. But anyway, here is Jude Gold. I had we had a fun time with Scott and Bruce. It was great hanging out with those guys, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm very blessed to get to hang out with such amazing guitar players. I don't think it's affected my guitar playing one iota, but you know. What are you going to do? So, uh, all right, sit back and enjoy this. Again, go to guitarwank.com. Um, you can buy... Actually, we're going to be moving the merch stuff to a, a, a larger format soon. So, if you've put in orders for T-shirts, mugs, caps or whatever, just hang tight, okay? Uh, please email us if you want a refund. We totally understand, but we're, we're, we're changing things around to make things a lot easier so you guys get your product a lot quicker and it's less hassle because there's just so much going on at Guitar Wank head offices. It's just hard to keep up with everything, but we do try. Our heart is in it. Uh, so we do that also the oh, Patreon account uh, you can go there you can support us that way um, you can just share the podcast with your friends your enemies this podcast makes an amazing Christmas gift to anyone out there who's low on money and low on dignity just share this podcast with your friends and your enemies and family so your mum your mum would love this I guarantee it she'd love it good on your mum All right, enough BS from me. Be safe, and uh, we'll see you all next week. And, um, yeah, happy seasons to all. And remember, don't let the bastards get you down. Hang in there, mate. Be tough. (laughs) Whatever that fucking means. I don't know. But anyway, I know there's people out there who it isn't the happiest time of year, and all the BS social media rubs it in because we're all supposed to be so damn happy all the time so i just want to acknowledge those people who may be dealing with a little heavier shit this year than normal and you better watch we salute you we, we, we think of those people a less fortunate all right that's as serious as i'm gonna get shut up troy let's get on with it and uh we'll see you all next week enjoyed uh, jude gold no guitar is safe go check it out he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice Santa Claus is coming to town He sees you when you're sleeping He knows when you're awake He knows if you've been bad or good So be good for goodness sake You better watch out You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town
Oh, oh, yeah, I needed, I needed serious editing. We're not gonna edit you. He sees you when you're asleep. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for good to say. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. To town. I don't want to mouth breathe on this thing. Oh, we all do. Get over it, cold. We all do it. Yeah, Jude Cole. You know, the name sounds similar. I was at a show in upstate New York, and this has happened to me twice now. Right. The manager of the uh, club or whatever, he's like, hey, after the show, I say, hey, by the way, there's this guy, man, he's a real fan of yours, and he really wants to meet you. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. So we go backstage, there's this little room, and it's kind of awkward, and we're having this awkward 10-minute conversation. And I can tell he doesn't know who the hell I am. And then he finally says, obviously full of crap, man, I've been a Jude Cole fan for so long. <laughs> I'm like... It was so hard to like let him down oh, easy no. and not embarrass him. <laughs> and I have to I, yeah. look him up. I never heard of Jude Cole. I, I, I was a massive Jude Cole fan for yeah. the longest time in Australia. I found his song Start the Car was his massive hit in Australia anyway. Mm-hmm. He had big hit. And he went on to, I think he manages Lifehouse and a bunch of bands now. And he works, he's best mates yeah. with Kiefer Sutherland. And um, I, I got a mate in Lifehouse. And hey, man. I'd love to get Jude Cole on as well as Jude Gold. <laughs> but when you're named Jude, you get all kinds of stuff. Like people send me stuff, but they're absent-mindedly. They're doing two things. Everybody's doing two things nowadays. So I get I get mail addressed to Jude Law, Jude Cole. <laughs> Jude just like, Law. I don't think That's it was awesome. actually meant for him, but <laughs> Jude it Law. just shows up. So the name of your Oops. podcast is No Guitar Is Safe. No Guitar Correct? Is Safe, and you are the current okay. guest. Just Your episode Woo-hoo. just came out like six hours ago. What? Yeah, isn't so. there a podcast called Destroy All Guitars? That sounds familiar to me. Do I, you know who it is? Well, because it sounds like I I know that there is one, but I don't know who it is. Honestly, I don't listen to a whole lot of guitar podcasts, but I listened to all 181 of your episodes between Whoa. 12 noon today when you called me oh, and yeah. now. <laughs> oh, God, and um, <laughs> you must be in a coma right now. It was. Uh, I had well, to it put it on like chipmunks. You know. <laughs> horrible. I put it on double speed. Yeah, you know, I've been sending Bruce Foreman on double speed. Still sounds like Bruce Foreman. <laughs> I've been sending out hints like there's been few episodes where I've bitched you out like, ah, oh, fuck Jude Gold. He's got all the great artists. And we can't oh, get any no. guests, and uh, but you, no one's ever bit on that. So well, you're well, s- you didn't hear it. I scraping the bottom of the well, barrel no, today. Who canceled? Yeah. Like what? I call from Scott today at like one o'clock. No, no believe I, me, I'm so honored and and like honestly terrified to walk into this den with oh, you guys. Oh, no, no, it's, you, know, it's, you guys it's have not like gonna so hurt as bad as you right? think. You know, I, I have. I we we have to ask you. You know, like. How do you get so many stars? Because, I mean, I have called Kate Blanchett, Scarlett Johansson. Um, I have called uh, Adriana Lima. And I thought, well, since she's not with Victoria's Secret anymore, she'll be a little more free. Not one call back right, so from any of them. Charlie Theron never called me back. What is up? And are those sir artists as well? Well, they're just artists. <laughs> well, I've been I don't know. Bruce for the longest time. Let's get Jude on. 
Because then we could ask him what all those guests were like. And we don't have to worry about having the guests on. Right. Or, yeah, we can find out the good ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well. We can put him on the spot and say, who's the biggest asshole you've ever interviewed? <laughs> yeah. Besides Scott. Oh, it's not me. <laughs> no. That, I, that is your water. Not, oh, listen, not, not, listen, including, you. not including a person in this room. Mm-hmm. Who was the biggest? No. <laughs> no, we don't want to uh, put you on the spot. Well, I mean, I am sure kind of do. a positive person, but like, I really can't. I can't remember anybody being an asshole or a dick. That's disappointing. Um, <laughs> oh, God really? damn it. No, I'm oh, sorry. No. <laughs> how about, like, like, about complaining about here. the money you paid? <laughs> <laughs> I pay everybody the same fee, which is... They can pay? Zero dollars. Right, right. Same just, as we pay here. I double it each year. Yeah. So now hey, they're making four times zero. How many episodes are you guys at? Well, I just put up 103 today with oh, Scott. Oh, man. 103. Oh, man, 103. Shit. You guys in the rearview no, mirror, You guys blaze. <laughs> yeah, Did yeah, you, you have know. A Some people just show? don't give a shit, I guess. Did you have a special show for your 100th show? Um, I had a great guy on, Matt Fuller. He's uh-huh. the lead guitarist of Puddle of Mud, and, you know, they're climbing up there, like, in the top ten on the okay. modern rock charts. But, you know, it's you just never know. I just... You know, I, we put up the, I put up we that light in the sky and I see who's going to show up that uh-huh. day. And Hold it, now, we never had a hundred shows. Is it true guitar player? Like, do they organize the, the guests or how does that all work? That's a good question. Well, I mean, it's my show. I created right. it. Yep. I kind of license it to guitar player. But we have like one of those agreements where any, any time someone could walk away if they wanted to. Right. But it's five years strong. And, you know, I've started working at Guitar Player full-time from 2001 to 2009. Oh, wow. And, you know, so I was a full-time editor. That's like a a 45-hour-a-week job up in San Francisco, Bay Area, where I'm from. But, you know, then when I moved here almost 11 years ago, um, you know, I'm an independent, like a roving editor for Guitar Player. Right. But, so, you know, like any of us, you get out there and you kind of, uh, you're uh, out in the world and... But absolutely, the relationships that I have made a guitar player and some of these cats, like Scott Henderson, even before I worked at MI, I had interviewed him and been to his house. I wore a dog shirt in your honor today. Scott. <laughs> oh, nice. Which, do you know which album that was? That for Well to the Bone? That was for that Well was, to the Bone. That's what I thought. I knew we did that interview together. Yeah, and yeah. some of these players, you know, yeah. they, they, people become your friends over the years, like, like Luke Daddy. Like I've become friends with him now, and he was one of my heroes. And and that. Bruce, like I brought Bruce this vinyl in 1987. I think it was there at times. Yeah. You know, I have that record on vinyl. I still have it. And uh, and then to be sitting here with with you cats, to me, it's always a little surreal. Yeah. And you know, you Bruce. Know. Uh, I mean, uh, Jude was my boss at MI. Yeah, talk about surreal. The, he was head of the guitar department <laughs> for how many years? For, for almost four years. Wow, four wow. years. And then, before yeah. Stig Matheson. Now, I'm seeing a few differences mm-hmm. here, dude. That um, one, you're obviously organized. Two, <laughs> <laughs> you make friends really well and continue friends and relationships. These are the things yeah. that I'm missing on guitar. And publicists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Let me tell you something. Once everybody leaves Guitar Week, we never they hear from them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. When I started at Guitar Player Magazine in 2001, I thought it was so important to know some people in the guitar industry. Right. And... Like, I figured that's, it was your connections. I was, I mean, I was so naive. It's all, 90% of, of all this stuff is about having a publicist. Uh, Once you get on these email lists, right. 
then you know stuff starts pouring in and then you not only have relationships with the artist but you have relationships with the publicist like Mitch Schneider one of my favorite publicists he sent me to Joe Perry's house from Aerosmith first class well he didn't pay for it Sony paid for it or yeah. whoever from in Boston you know wow. like I've been working with him for I've been working with Mitch the most recent thing we did was Billy Duffy from the cult yeah, totally, yeah. Um, and that was Mitch again and Mitch has been doing stuff for decades and he's such a great guy I'll hook you guys up with him oh, man, MSO awesome. well now it's changed his name because uh, there's two publicists leading it now but you know the, you have friends with the publicist and the artist and I mean, I'm making it sound like I'm really well connected. I don't feel that way at all. You guys have had all these hot shots on here, and Robin Ford and Bonamassa. I've been asking Bonamassa. We got Robin drunk. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Did you have Joe? You, you haven't had Joe? Once? Well, I know Joe a lot. We, I text him sometimes, and I've yeah. had him at clinics at MI and stuff. And I yeah. wrote a cover story on him for guitar player, but I still have yet to pin him down. So I'll trade you, man. Yeah, we were supposed to have Lucather, but he he somehow I don't know what happened with that with Steve. We're, he was supposed to come on. Steve Lucather. Luke, Luke did. Oh no, Luke came on. Oh, I missed it. That's right. I was right. on the road. Yeah, that's you were right. On the road. I was Luke, on the road. You know, it was funny with Luke. I don't know what you feel like with this dude, but I felt like we got a lot of Luke's normal interview spiel, and you know, he just. Which was fine, but I wanted to. I was trying to go in different places, but he he wanted to just give us the spiel, and that's fine. It took him a long time yeah. to realize that <clears throat> that wasn't what we were about. Yeah, we we try and. I mean, if you haven't yeah. listened to the show or not, but we we try and go other places with the guests. Because how many times does Robin Ford let me hear about your diminished scale or your dumbbell? You know, I know, and yeah. I think it, I it did ask really him cool. about that. Like, yeah, Robin Ford was the one technical difficulty I had because he really wanted a vintage <coughs> amp. So I went over to my friend Shane Solaski's studio, not far from here, somewhere out in the valley. Uh, maybe it was Van Nuys, so it's a little ways away. But yeah, and he had the '60s Super or something. I think it was a Super. And uh, sure enough, halfway through, that thing just crapped out. Yeah. And we had all these other amps there, but Robin wasn't thrilled. I think we got it working again. I think we got the end and made it, it limped through the interview. But um, yeah, that was one of those moments. Yeah, so. How, how did you get, um, who contacted you for the MI gig? How did you end up there? Well, if there's one name, it would be Beth Marlis. Oh, Beth, a great okay. friend of yours because and mine. She was great guitar she was player. The head of the guitar department before you, right? Or no? Yeah, absolutely. She was okay, and she was there for years and years doing. Yeah, that. she's a vice president yeah. there now. She's right. practically the mayor of Hollywood. Like she's on the yeah yeah. And she goes to those meetings. Uh, oh, you know what the is chamber it? Of chamber of all that stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, and she's always at the. <laughs> she always see pictures of her at like it, a, every somebody's getting their star. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's such a sweetheart. You know, like. Yeah. She's Great. just the, one of the nicest people Absolutely. ever. And, yeah. uh, we should, we yeah. need to get Beth on the show. We yeah. should get yeah. Beth on yeah, the show. Yeah, absolutely. The I don't know why we never thought of that, because she should her. be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but, want her um, on my show, So too. she asked you to do the gig, and you had already moved down here from San Francisco? No, or? I was already... I mean, I was... I never... Okay, people from the Bay Area are the biggest snobs about L.A. Yeah, I know. I Bruce won't, is <laughs> from there. I won't comment on whether I was previously one of them. Uh, they like but, to smell their own farts. You but you know, they come down here and they're like, "Oh, the traffic!" and and then you come down here and you get 
pulled into the dark side. <laughs> and after a year in LA, you're like, hey, this place is pretty cool. There's always something going on here. Uh -huh. But no, I never thought I would ever come down to LA. And then, you know, I could see where the print industry was going. You know, Guitar Player Magazine went from like seven editors, ding, 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 ding. Just, it was like, like Agatha Christie novel where people just heads kept rolling. Mm -hmm. And these are some of my favorite journalists in the guitar industry and friends mm -hmm. and dear friends to this day. And uh, after nine years there, or eight years, I saw which way things were going. And also, Beth was you know kind of pursuing me as as a candidate mm -hmm. and it was such a, a new challenge and i was terrified to do it but i had to do it come what, to move it what does that entail being head of guitar department at, at musicians don't look Institute. at me i have no idea what what are you I doing well do my favorite know. part was uh just you know all the clinics we would do in right. the concert hall you get somebody great in so there. you're organizing shit and making sure everything runs oh man yeah i don't want to bore you with all the duties but like everything from scheduling all the classes you know making sure all the teachers get their hours right that was my number one priority in terms of administrative stuff was make sure that all the full-time teachers stay full-time because if they drop before the hours they lose their benefits uh, okay. so, but it's all hourly you got to keep the students in there and fill the schedules yep. but that sounds kind of boring i mean there's also like the helping with the marketing and the budgeting and the scheduling of all the classes and the rooms and having these great clinics i always love scott's clinics because every year we try to get scott in the fall when all the biggest wave of students would come yep and they'd have this room full of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed people. <laughs> and Scott they'd Henderson. And, <laughs> well, no, they'd leave super inspired. But the reason they come there, I think, is to get a dose of reality. Like, right. they want to see some real stuff. And Scott's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Hollywood. They've been there like two days. Not what you thought it was going to be like, huh? It's pretty fucking crazy out there, that huh? Speech. <laughs> you know, he, he did, when Jude was was uh, head of the guitar department, there, there were like, not saying anything bad about Beth, but Beth just did not have nearly the contacts that, that Jude had, so he right. got a lot of clinics happening, lots of people that, that we never had before. I mean, you might have been in there with Tower of Power, no, I wasn't, but that was that sounded like an epic time. It was time amazing. I mean, we just we'd had so many. How about Borelli? You, you were there when Borelli played, right? Or no? <laughs> no, but I have interviewed him at Yoshi's yeah. on stage. But we had we just you know I mean he got a lot of clinics. They were happening. They were happening way more often. Right. And right. it was great because man, I always thought for me the inspiration is more important than the teaching. You know, just to be able to go see these people play live, it's amazing yep. for the students. Yeah. So there's been a lot of great ones like Phil X. I liked having the Umphreys McGee guys in there, these jam band kids. I call them kids. Mm -hmm. They're probably in their late 30s by now, mm -hmm. but I hope if they're younger than that, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. But they put together these great like mashups and stuff, and then double guitar attack, and they have this incredibly new business model of so high tech with, you know, putting out all their videos every day and content. Wow. And, you know, getting those kind of things in there that kind of surprise people. I think we had Jim Campolongo. Like, that wasn't like your typical MI clinic, and people really dug that, you know. And then having teachers like Scott and Dan Gilbert and Alan Hines play, too. Yep. Damn. You know you what? Jude bitched me out one time when he was my boss. <laughs> okay, that's he, an exaggeration, but I think I know what you're talking he about. really got on my case because this vocal student came into my room 
And I'm not really supposed to teach the, anybody that's not in the guitar program, but he wanted to play. And I just said, oh, okay, okay. Well, I said, I'm not really supposed to teach you. But then he said, well, here's the thing. I've been studying Hendrix for like five years. And I was like, okay, that piqued my interest. <laughs> so I said, I gotta hear this guy. So he comes in, of course, he can't play a note. He can't play anything. He's just doodling around on a pentatonic scale. And I kind of said some mean shit to oh, him. Oh, I, I remember said, like, exactly what you I said. said oh, what did you say? Oh, I don't know if I it remember was really exactly. Jude, what did he say? He said, my seven-year-old daughter could play the pentatonic scale better than you just played it. But, <laughs> but then I said, you know, you're telling me you studied Hendrix that you, you haven't played one single <laughs> Hendrix lick or Hendrix phrase. So, you know, are you fucking kidding me? And the guy started crying. Oh, you made and him cry. I made him cry. And then he yeah. went to Jude, and then here no. comes Jude well, in the you know, room. That's, uh, that's, that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. You made him cry. I actually yeah. made him cry. He didn't come to yeah. me. He oh, went man. to one of the administrators in the you know, oh, okay. sales office, okay. and they're like, what's up with your teacher, Scott? Why is this kid crying? So then it was kind of like a dance you and I had to go through. We right. had to kind of put on a yeah. show of like, yeah. but to be Scott Henderson's boss is utterly surreal to me. And, <laughs> oh, you know, man. but I was I didn't, I, I never want to. <laughs> no, 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 there's no crying in Hendrix. No. I'm sorry. There's no crying. I mean, if the guys had said, you know, I dabble in the blues a little bit, I would have been really nice to him. But to say I've been studying Hendrix for five years and then he comes in and plays like that. Well, I kind of I kinda <laughs> you, got mad. That's at an open. <laughs> that's an open. You got to take that. You got to take that shit down. I, I absolutely. I respect how Scott reacted <laughs> there because I don't know if you remember this too. I think you told me that he was like wanting to get a picture with you, and then you realized this guy's not a guitar player. He's not in the guitar play program. He can't play Hendrix. Can't play the scale. All he wants is a picture to send back home because he kind of seemed like you know mm -hmm. I shouldn't say this because I don't know, but kind of maybe a trust fund kid from far away. And could have been. Did he? Did you and hear so him sing? He might be a guitar wanker, in which case we're really in trouble. No, yeah. no, he didn't He's sing. Start he just, now he again just started like sued. doodling. Yeah. Out, seriously, on about the level of it, like we're if trouble. I showed Angela the pentatonic You know, what, if, scales, if, if that's okay, the we case, got a, we've got a legal. Dude, she would doodle. If that's nice the case, he, he had no right doing that. He's he left yeah. himself open to be taken down like that. You but you know what, man? I got to tell you, the the kids, at least my kids of that school. They're so open to criticism, and they want it, and I love that. Like yeah. they're not afraid of it. They, you know, they want to 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 know what they're doing wrong. And yeah, that's what a good student wants to know. Man, you know, I so remember when good. I was at MI. I remember there's things that you said that were brutally honest in class and also one on one that stuck with me. That's what to this day. Want. It, that's like, what you're supposed it to hit ask a nerve, for when you're a and student. it made me remember. And yeah. I walked away going, "Fuck." Scott just yeah. me. My most valuable lessons that I've ever good, had with my teachers have been the ones where they told me what I was doing wrong so I could fix it. Yeah. That's but what you, lessons yeah. are As all a student, about. you want to go in there and, and yeah. at least get a, a decent comment out of your teacher, that the, your mentors that you look up to. Yeah, you, you don't want to. You want that. You, because yeah. there are those teachers that I won't mention any names where they just say, yeah, dude, sounds good. Next. Right. You know, right. and they don't really... They don't get involved. They don't seem like they really care at all to yeah. try to, you know, to try to help yep. people. So, well, but anyway, but yeah. no guitar is safe. Yeah. Um, how many years? 
We got any ice? Yeah, no, um, ice no in the frozen bag. That's what it's called. I thought it was no podcast to say. <laughs> that's a little yeah. general, but <laughs> but um, yeah, that's started in the summer of 2015, and no guitar is safe. I had a couple of people message me like, "Whoa, Scott did your podcast? I heard that he said on guitar. I heard him on Guitar Wank saying that he wasn't never going to do it." Or something. <laughs> like, what's up with that? Uh, I was just but always you... afraid to play. Like, you know. I, I got this performance anxiety thing where you know when I know I'm being recorded. We're not talking about just, your love life, but I'm yeah, yeah, they that too. Oh, oh, well, he's, got, <laughs> he's got pills for that now. Yeah, I don't do Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, he doesn't have pills anymore. for his playing. Yeah, I just get. I just know when the record no. button's on, I freeze up and get all nervous. And, yeah. Well, and you I thought your guitar was safe, but well. see, it yeah. was not safe. <laughs> I got never, you anyway. It's never safe. But no, so I know. Ice is in the frozen bag. It's never safe. Frozen too. Which you got to put a condom on it, otherwise it's just not safe. <laughs> Anybody no. see Frozen? Gonna, that's my yet? next adventure. I haven't, but my Don't daughter did. It's really good. Daughter did. I liked it. So I dropped the mic. Do you, mic do, drop. Do, you, do you guys use lav mics? Do you have this problem? No, I I just use a uh, 58 with that. See, they, I wanted to do that, but these guys didn't want mics in front of them, so we had to use lav mics. Especially since we're doing video. <laughs> It all depends I, on, you know. These are the have, biggest ice cubes I've ever seen. <laughs> They're huge. Thank you. We don't, we don't, for you know we don't mess around yeah. here. So <laughs> tell me, with all the guests that you've had, and you've had, you've had, it feels like you've had a lot of monster players. I mean, is there mm. any that stand out as some of your favorite guests that you've had? I wouldn't know where to begin. Um, Greg Cock is always one of my favorites. Hey, Greg, I see Greg's coming into town in January. I'm not going to be here. I love Greg. He's hilarious. He's hilarious, and he's just a monster guitar strangler. Yep. So I love that stuff. Um, Owen Berry. I'm just throwing out random people. Owen, Owen just started playing some hypnotic stuff with a slide. I mean, I've had Owen here. Owen's yeah. I know got Owen. a lot of yep. great feedback from Ooh, Bruce's episode. Really? <laughs> Bruce delivered some killer like real lessons like yep. we're kind of like what we're talking about like real input you know when i was talking to bruce and he inspired me so much because i'm not really a jazz player and i realized that you told me about this metaphor that i had a pothole maybe in my playing like every time you drive down the road you hit the same pothole that was like three years ago and i told you that i was going to start practicing every single day and i am one of these days gonna start practicing <laughs> bebop every day <laughs> i still mean that's to. A, it's coming back i hear oh dude. that's funny because we've never heard any advice here at, on guitar yeah, we never Bruce. give any advice that costs well, money we charge people for that well you no, know i only do it when scott's not around <laughs> my whole thing is my i might not have realized at the time but the, the podcast idea started before there were podcasts, at least I wasn't aware of them, probably in 2002 for me. Right. When I went and... This was a friend of mine, actually, that I pulled into the magazine for an article. And I went to... We had... My buddy had a nice studio in San Francisco. Big room. Cranking up the amps, and we brought Jimmy Herring in. Jimmy Herring, just, you know, monster player. You probably knew him at... Am he was I, one of my students. Know, yeah. for, I know for, who he is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like... This is the most amazing two hours, and I'm going to translate it all and do my best to put it into a printed article, not even any audio, really, Yep. and put it on the printed page. And I think that was a really fun piece, and I'm proud of it. But what if I could put somebody in the chair where this person is, we're talking guitar, like any two guitar players, like we all mm -hmm. did when we were 12 years old, two people playing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Just like, how do you do that? Like, 
you know, you could have Alex Rodriguez on here. He can't show you how he hits a ball or something, or a comedian can't do their their shtick, but a guitar player can show you instantly. Well, speaking instantly. of that, which, just quickly, I just want to let everybody know that my <laughs> new soon-to-be viral song is up on YouTube and Facebook. And they, have you said it? I saw it. It made me puke. Yeah. I really <laughs> liked it. it. You need to see it. <laughs> well, what's it called? Well, it's. It, do you know about my character Grumps? Have you seen? Is that the part Grumps of the red guitar? Videos? It's no. not part of the red guitar. No, it's just an alter ego, and he rants about things like you know kids practicing on Facebook. Oh yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was just you. Well, it is, but no. people leaving tuners on their guitars while they play shit like that. <laughs> oh, I okay. love that one, man. And so, uh, and so, and so, there's a new Grumps, and he's got a song, and it's it's, it's a full on song. So check it out on it's on my personal Facebook page, but it's also if you go to YouTube, you can see the whole the Grump Suite on my YouTube channel. Oh man, I'm all so. Anyways, that. I just wanted to. So what's do the an new rant for? Well, for that, I'll think, share that I on think, the. I think you just need to see it. Okay, cool. If, if it's a real heart warmer. <laughs> yeah, it'll, 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 it kind of sucks. It'll warm your cockles. <laughs> it's like a Christmas. I feel the <laughs> Christmas spirit just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got glowing off of you. Well, full of the Christmas Hanukkah. spirit. Hanukkah, but it's a seasonal song. It's definitely full of the Christmas spirit, if yeah, you ask me. That's great. <laughs> so yeah. it mentions Christmas too. So. It, it does mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so, so you come up with that concept and you got it going. So. See, when we started Guitar Wank, Scott made it very, um, you laid down the law that let's not play. I don't want to fucking play on Guitar Wank. Let's just sit I and did? Yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> well, let me, and I'll we all decided, we're like, all right, fine. but you play with everyone, right? To me, that's the whole idea is a guitar hang. And, and it's, you know, every podcast is different. Like, well, we're clearly, clearly You guys different. have <laughs> the most, like, just camaraderie vibe going that I'm aware of of any of these guitar shows like it's just like the clubhouse can, that's that's a word and that's a Wayne's World vibe and that's yeah, priceless and <laughs> that, so many people write me and say they love your show and um I don't remember thing, saying not playing on the show yeah it was kind yeah. of actually Robin Ford was when I was driving him back and he's pretty tanked at this time he's like what kind of a guitar podcast do you have and there's no guitars I could pick up and grab and talk about and play and mm-hmm. He was bitching me out, like, dude, you don't even have a guitar on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember saying that because I would play. I mean, you, you know. Oh, oh, give him a guitar. Well, there you go. We'll, well do you that. Know, for the for the longest time, probably two years, I was like trying to get Scott on the show, right? And he, I think there was a little miscommunication because I think you were thinking I wanted you to like perform your songs head to toe. Kind of. This is what I, kinda like, what I thought. Yeah. But, like, if you listen to the show, Scott plays a ton of guitar, but he's just kind of like, just like, oh, check this out, or here's a pedal, or like, here's a way you could play nines over four. It's not like a performance. Right. So, and it's you know, just, some, hey, here's, Luke, check this out, check this out. Luke check this was out. worried about that yeah. too with this yeah. podcast. He was like, do I have to come and yeah. play? I don't want to fucking come and play. And I was like, dude, no, just sit and chat on the couch. Well, Luke's got a little bit of that Holdsworth syndrome where he doesn't want, like, he thinks if he comes to MI and does a clinic that people might not, like, all these new shredders are going to not have respect for him. Right. He mm. would make their lifetime yeah. Yeah. if he did a clinic. Yeah. At, yeah. Even if he only played two notes. I asked Albert King to come to MI, right? Yeah, when I wow. met him at, at North Sea. And the first thing he said, you know, and I said, you know, would you consider coming and doing a workshop? And he said, man, I ain't got nothing to teach them kids. And I was like, dude, if you played one note, they would fall on the ground and just die. You know, like that's how much they respect you. You've got to understand that. But these guys don't get it. They 
they think it's all about chops and they think that if they don't play a bunch of chops then nobody's gonna like it and that's so not true you know so could yes. could oh, yeah. he, he had no clue he had no clue that how yeah. um iconic he was well, and I mean, I, if you ask Wes Montgomery to do a clinic, he probably would say no. Well, well it'd be that, probably, it, he'd have to Unless right he now. needed the dough. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> like, you know, those Juilliard cats and stuff. You've had, you've had Vi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how we, was, should, we should get Steve Vi. He's a super nice well, he guy. Well, he said you're one he of his inspirations. We know, I know Steve, and he's a, he's a sweetheart, and I know he would do it. So, so, well, so we should get him. Yeah, we should get him. Yeah, we should get yeah. him for sure. All right, there we go. We'll get oh, you see, you're, we just wanted John here so you could give us ideas. I heard this is at the fifth episode. <laughs> <This> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, didn't we what say that? We're yeah. nearly 200 yeah. episodes in. Episode. Oh, yeah, I, I can get Steve Vai. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll probably get Wes Montgomery before he gets Steve Vai. Hey, yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll give you one tip. All you cats are a lot easier to get when you have a new album out. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that's that? true. Oh, yeah, that's true. You've got a few up there on Spotify. Well, just that's wait till Vi's got a new record, and yeah. I mean, even yeah. if he doesn't, but you know. Who? All right, it's probably an easier question. Who haven't you got that you really want to get? Oh, there's so many. I mean, everybody knows that I would my dream guest would probably be Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. You, know. Mm -hmm. you know, we've got him but. like in two weeks. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, actually, yeah. Fuck you, dude. We got him in two weeks. Eddie a, Van Halen, baby. It's a different Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. yeah. He's, actually his, a, he's actually a copy. He's a plumber so from yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> I think he canceled today at 1 p.m., and that's why you called me personally. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. That would. Have you tried yeah. to get Eddie? Um, not really. I kind of, I mean, the, I kind of let the podcast flow, really. Right. Like, things just flow in yeah, there. Yeah, see, that's the difference. You let it flow. We really try. Sometimes <laughs> we, we try so hard. But oh, he's well. been a guitar player multiple times, so you never interviewed him for guitar player? or Not me personally. Uh-huh. No. Um, Who also interviewed kind of, him? Well, Michael Ross or somebody? or. And well, in, in the last, I mean, I can't remember the last guitar player interview with Eddie Van Halen. Um but, you know, he did a lot of stuff with Guitar World, which is now the same uh -huh. company. Right. Oh, it is? They merged. I but, I mean, they're that. separate titles and they're different personalities. But the same, uh -huh. same place. But right. under the same roof, the oh, same I kind didn't of know that. infrastructure. I, I wonder if Eddie's into into all that, like, interview shit. Because some players, like... Well, he's like, done a bunch of them. He's done a bunch of them. But, like, Mike, I've been trying to get Mike Landell and I, I've heard from Scott and his best mate Cliff is like, nah, Mike's just fucking... He doesn't want to do that shit. And... I don't think Mike. I don't think they realize what kind of format our show is. It's really I just think, a hang. I think if yeah. Mike, no, Mike has listened to the show, but I think if Mike was actually here and drinking with us and felt the vibe, he would probably have a great time. Yeah. But I'm. Yeah. A, I I think that he might think that all we're going to do is ask him about gear, and he's going to end up doing well, he knows gear I'm fest. Here, right? and, <laughs> well, yeah, so he knows you uh, guys yeah, are right, right, right. Yeah, right. I should have said us, not Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I should have excluded I mean, you. It, actually, if, if, I, if I happen to be like an insomniac at that time, I might ask about it. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I yeah. finally, being a somebody who's new to LA, meaning only here 11 years, I finally got to know Mike a tiny bit. Yeah. And, you know, just like I helped him promote a show just a tiny bit that he was doing up in San Francisco, and he hooked me up with a table at the Potato right in front of his amp you know that one table that would be right in front of him yeah mm -hmm. yep. and it was the most glorious sound you know just the stereo rig coming right at me it was <laughs> wonderful and 
for a while there, he seemed like he might be into doing the show, and he still might. Right. I sure hope so. But yep. mm-hmm. you know, and then one time I asked him, like a you know, a year later or something, I'm at the Potato again, and uh, he's playing and it's on, on break and stuff. He's like, I asked him like, you want to do the show? He's like, do. He's like an interview? Yeah. He's like, it's like, what for? Is what he told me. <laughs> I think he kind of thinks like, you know. If you, if he's just about playing the guitar, could, man. We could help his what? career. We could give him a boost and yeah. launch him. No, we could ruin his career, but, but that would give him more free time. Well, I think, I think he's think just. Wants. I think he's just kind of in a phase where he's thinking about guitar magazines and guitar nerdery, and it's just not. But you know what? People, people well, go through phases. Yeah. So. When, Keep when, hope alive. Maybe the Jedi will show up. We're not. We're not like that, definitely. But when we've been trying to get Dumble. Uh, Bruce has been working on Dumble, and uh, that's like an elusive ghost yeti at the big. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard from him in a while. I gotta yeah. call him again. So, um, you should tell him your amps broke. We had John Sir. How did you get a? Dumble? We had John Sir yeah, on the did show. You, get, you knew that I got a Dumble. I told you I listened to all 181 oh, episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, we had John Sir. We had John Sir, and we had and we had James Santiago. James, oh yeah. man, and, I listened and, to that uh, one. James is yeah. a friend, and God, what James a genius! Is, he's, he's, he's such a, a cool guy. You know, know, when you hear right. someone like James in here, like that's when I honestly am like insecure. I'm like, man, James is a guru. He's like Gandalf, you know, and yeah, not to mention his monster guitar playing. But he's he's such he's so um he's so unassuming. Cool. He's so cool. yeah. yeah, he's no, just he's so, really so cool. he's such so. a cool guy. He's just such a great bloke. Um, yeah. I mean. That was a fun. That was a fun thing. Was Even fun. though I'm not like, I uh, he makes the ox, which yeah, like yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. I ne- I can't make it work for me. But it was cool yeah. that he was kind of explaining that he's not trying to do to copy anything. He's just trying to you know get some new sounds and you know, it's like yeah. yeah if you if you try to if you're gonna bring that thing in there and try to copy exactly the tone that you're used to, it's probably not gonna happen. And it was nice of him to admit that because a lot of yeah. these guys will say, "Well, I can copy any but single song." We should have done. We should have got you know, whatever James over to your place and to done work that. So you could demo. work with it. It would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe we'll do it. He's still up for doing that. You know, they did oh. an update too. Lots of uh-huh. way more cabs. I have this problem. Whenever I interview a guest, I want to buy their gear. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Scott and I want to, you know, today no. I ordered three Scott Henderson models. For sure. <laughs> oh, good. I'm making no. a percentage off those. You're talking I'm about like how, um, you know, clap on, oh, clap the off. Lights, the lights went out, folks. Wow. Uh, that was a case. Troy, I told you to pay those bills. Right? <laughs> Shit. See, this is where guitar ranks at. God got, damn it. Pull, pull what have you been doing with all that Patreon money? <laughs> Man, there was like $17 last month. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, have you had Brian Setzer? No, I've met him a few times. We have, I've had the, you know, playing with Jefferson Starship. One of our longtime techs is Brian Setzer's main tech. So, oh wow! Been over to Brian Setzer's place. He gives me out like his '59 Gretsch. Is it a '59? You know, one of his number one yep. 6120s into his basement. Curns that shit up. I mean, this is my friend's job to make sure everything's ready for the tour. Yeah. And yeah, that was some tone, man. Wow. Playing that thing through that amp, and you know, I'm a huge Setzer yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm a big Setzer fan too, man. He's so bad, and he's he's dealing with tinnitus, tinnitus, yeah, tinnitus. Yeah, chlamydia I mean, is it chlamydia? Yeah. I can't remember. It was you, one guys of are, you guys are always cracking me up with <laughs> self-defecation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We, we I learned all kinds of good. <laughs> I love yeah. that you told that joke about like, <laughs> the proctologist the other day. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to that one. That was before I went on my binge today. I was listening to that one last week or something. That was an old one. 
And uh, I, I literally I started... I forgot that one. You may have to get you to tell it to I, me. I started laughing out loud in every, public. People were looking at me. <laughs> every, every joke is repeated five times on this show. Yeah. Oh That's man, good. what were we just um, talking about? So, so what's Stressor. what's your main gig at the moment? You, you, are you at MI or not? No, I mean, something very interesting happened, which is I joined Jefferson Starship in 2012 and tried to keep MI going, but right. you know, after by the time the second tour came around, it was the very end of 2012, and it was a five-week tour of Europe. Wow. And um, we don't always do Europe, so this, that was actually a very special occasion. Jefferson Starship, man, that's awesome. And, um, and so, yeah, I had to kind of give my notice. Luckily, I had a great guy that I was proud to say I'm hired, although he would have, he would have gone everywhere on his own because right. he's so amazing. Steve Matheson, who I is think he is... Is he your boss now? He just yeah. left. Oh. So <laughs> he just quit and went back to Norway. So he took over, although there's many yeah. great people there. Like yeah. Travis Newland is kind of the interim guy. Maybe he'll become the real person. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not behind the scenes. But he's a great guitar player, super humble cat that's kind of taking the reins right now. So that's great. But, yeah, so Jefferson Starship's been my main thing for wow. seven years. I mean, you know, we got a new record coming out, first album. How often do, do you tour with them? Um, <laughs> Well, we have we've had a really busy year actually, but it's a lot of weekends. Tomorrow we're actually flying to Hawaii. For oh, the wow! Last, That's a tough is it last is it mostly the, the states or is it overseas too? Well, it's, it's lately the last four years it's been mostly the states, just mm-hmm. because uh, they know the music a lot more than the world. We go to Europe and stuff, and it's harder to uh, you know. Get, yeah, because they're the American. I mean, they were big in America, probably not as much. Yeah. You know, in other countries, but but I played some here, great sure. shows in 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 Europe. Like we played this one place in Italy, and I can't remember what the name of it was. It's like called the Carousel, and they have a yellow submarine on the outside oh, of it. Oh wow! What is it? I don't know if you know that place. There were a couple guys crowd surfing when we played the old Jefferson Airplane song. Don't you want somebody? To oh know? Yeah, 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 yeah! Like they just the energy in the room, man. And these kids, man. Like they, you have more youth people there. Wow! Youthful music fans who get the history of yeah. that song or something uh-huh. oh, even though that's huge. actually cool. a jefferson airplane song but it's right. you know be jefferson stars so um that was a great moment I, I i hope this this probably will sound stupid built this city on it's rock and roll new. yeah well that's a, that's a starship song okay which we do play our drummer donnie was in jefferson starship and starship so it okay. kind of right okay in the late or mid 80s it became starship and it was a little more poppy and that was like they started bringing a couple outside songwriters that was a big hit yeah that's a, so here's a really dumb yeah, question was grace slick ever in jefferson starship or only in jefferson airplane well it's funny you know they there's no they say there's no such thing as a dumb question but that was pretty dumb no i'm just kidding yeah it sure was because i really have no idea that was pretty fucking dumb i'm just trying to i'm just trying to razz you it's going to be a whole evening of that that's not even dumb man i hear all these guests on here like i telling you i was afraid to come on here like thinking like just talking about speakers and 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 players and everything that um anyhow yeah she she and paul cantner did formed jefferson starship well it was really paul's thing after Jefferson Airplane, and she hopped on from the first thing. They did a couple solo records So why together. did it change from Jefferson Airplane to Jefferson Starship in the first place? Well, perhaps maybe uh, Jack Cassidy, the bassist of Airplane, and Yorma Kalkonen. 
Oh, yeah. They, he was I think, a famous guy. I think they kind of wanted to he branch bailed. off more into a blues, okay. but I'm oh. not the person to ask. You should try to get Jack Cassidy in here. He lives nearby. Oh, oh really? Love to. Bass player of uh -huh. Jefferson Airplane and now Hot Tuna. Yep. Um, Yorma lives in Ohio, I think, but you never uh -huh. know. It's okay. been really neat to meet all these people. Grace does not sing with a band anymore, but I'm proud to say that Kathy, the new lead singer, knew. She's been there like 12 years. Yeah. And myself and Grace. Well, Grace was remote. It's like she mailed some lyrics to us, and we, the three of us wrote a new song that's coming out oh, in like cool. March. Wow, man, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I mean, awesome. it's kind of surreal, but... That's super cool. So we've got a little cool. video for What's it. What's the rig that you run? The, well, the gear that you, you you use on the road? It's all flyaway gig, so it's so all backline. I mean, gear. I'll tell you the best gear night I ever had was when I brought, I mean, with uh, this band, Jefferson Starship. I remember I had my, because I rarely have my own stuff, but I had my Dr. Z EMS. I was running, you know, it's just a one-channel amp mm -hmm. trying to be a Marshall. It's mm -hmm. really cool. A great amp. And uh, yeah, I see you got a cool Dr. Z right here, and um, and I had the Fryette, what's he called? The power station. The power yeah. station. Yeah, I love that thing, man. Yeah. It's a 50 watt tube amp where you can run the one channel head, that you know, no loop or anything. Crank that thing, and something about just the room. We, you know, we all know how rooms affect mm -hmm. everything. Was just yeah. working, and I swear my feet didn't touch the ground on that wow. night. But that was just that night. Right. <laughs> That's another guy that would be fun to hang with, is Steve Fryette. He makes a lot yeah. of cool stuff, yeah. and he's really he's really knowledgeable about gear for sure. Isn't that'd be, it that'd be cool. I've heard a lot of things about the power station. People people rave about it. Yeah, well, really Jamie like Kime, and if, I don't know if you had him on, him on here, but you absolutely, uh -huh. Jamie's such a monster player and yeah, super awesome human being. He's yeah. the guy who turned me on to it a couple of years ago, and I went over to Fryette's place and met him and and uh, Matt Blackett actually. Pa is the power station connected? Is it a power amp or is it an amplifier? The it's guitar. a power amp. Oh, it's a power amp. Okay. So it's a 50-watt tube power amp. Right. And But it also has, like, you know, um, like you can use it as a direct out to, like, it's a load a box. Bit, it's got a little bit of a load box vibe. Right. Because it does take the power of the amp yeah. and make it think that it's a speaker. Yep. Yeah. You it's know. You know, it still doesn't quite sound like the Dr. Z if I had it just speaker cable into the cabinet cranked up wide open. Right. But to be able to have that 98% of that and add mm -hmm. some effects and have the effects be crystal clean, mm. you know, like, because I don't know, Scott, do you, you, from now we're nerding out on all this gear. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Shoulder rest. But do you see, Scott, do you yeah, bring a separate amp for your? No, I rent gear. I mean, when yeah. I'm flying, I have to rent gear. If, I, yeah. if I'm in the van, I have a duplicate, uh, duplicate rig of what I use here. But if I'm flying, I have to rent, you know, that's just the way it is. But, you know, I rent the JCM 2000 Marshalls. They sound okay. They're not bad. Yeah, yeah. They do, I, yeah. It could do the job. It doesn't sound as, as sweet as my amp, but um, you know, it's fine. So yeah, I, I yeah I use those a lot on the road too. Yeah. But they don't really do the reverb tank thing like the mm -hmm. way a Fender. So mm -hmm. you mentioned Matt Blackett. Yeah, yeah. And he works at Guitar Player too, right? Yeah, he's a yeah he's definitely done some stuff with you and he's I a know good that name and I know we've done some stuff, but I'm yeah. trying to remember when. And does he live here, or is he lives in the Bay Area? He lives in the Bay Area. Okay. He's now one of the marketing guys for Evertune Bridges. You ever check those out? Uh-uh. Evertune uh -uh. Bridges. Oh, man, they're these amazing bridges where the, your strings literally cannot go out of tune. 
you should have him on. <laughs> wow. Wow. Evertune, yeah, check it out. Oh, I mean, man. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, really clever product. I mean, you know. Yep. Takes a little guitar surgery. You should put him on one of your oh, yeah, L5s. Definitely ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get him to put a Wang bar on his L5 forever, and he won't do it. <laughs> yeah, God, I was born with a whammy bar. I don't need another one. It's <laughs> just gotten to me in plenty of trouble already. I don't need more trouble. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, whammy bars have gotten a lot of people. <laughs> so, Tom. Tell me, Jude, what have you noticed after, I mean, with all the guests that you've had? Because obviously you guys have, I mean, I've had to deal with these two fellows here for majority of the Guitar Wank shows, and um, I've, I'm hopefully going to be compensated for that at some point in my life. But <laughs> <laughs> Highly <laughs> doubtful. Highly doubtful. We took the best years of your life, <laughs> and you're never going to get them back. You're, you're working right. off your purgatory sentence. You can't sentence. even claim us as dependent. <laughs> it's time. so fucking far from home. <laughs> it's time oh, served against purgatory. Dependence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon it'll be depends, but I don't know about dependence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after all these players these amazing players you have got to interview is there something that you see running through all of a, a lot of their a lot of these guys that at, at such a high level i'm just curious if you do notice something where you're like this seems to be a common thread with these players well i'm reaching for that idea that you present um right i'm always i'm more baffled by how different every one of them is. I mean, every ah, single okay. guitar story, whether you're a, a professional guitarist or not, or, right. or like I got to interview Phil Collin from, you know, Def Leppard oh, yeah, at the Capitals. Everyone's yep. got the most amazing story. And yep. they're not even remotely the same. I do find most of them are very positive and right. good with people. Yeah. Funny. It's so great if a musician is funny. God, I miss that. I would love to experience <laughs> that in, in, on our show. <laughs> I, just, I think that they work a lot if they just get a little... That was actually really good, wasn't it? That was funny. I was funny. I'm I, sarcastic. I loved it. I mean, he worked it in there so smoothly. It was perfectly played. I'd rehearse that all week. That's our joy. I'm proud of you right now. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. No, you guys are the comedy guitar podcast for sure. Uh, yeah. but I'm it's, so proud of you right now. I just can't get over it. That's my troll. Kissing it. Just dissed us in the best way. You've graduated. I, finally, it's taken me like 200 shows, and I'm finally here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I've noticed, and especially with these guys too. Like, there is definitely a lot with these guitar players at such a high level. And, um, and I'm like I'm talking to you like these two guys aren't here at the moment. But ego is a big play and insecurity is a big play. I've noticed, yes, that, you know, it doesn't matter where, who you are. Everyone can have a bad night where they feel like, why am I playing guitar? Why do I, I even would call never myself think, a guitar yeah, player? I would we never think Scott Henderson and Bruce Foreman would have any insecurities. Oh, yeah. But they I, have it like the rest of us. You guys are very normal in that aspect. But you seem to play at such an we extraordinary level. So yeah. well, that's mean, interesting to me. That's because we, that's play for the, we just play for money. We don't fucking care if we suck. We just yeah. want the money. We get the money whether we suck or not. So why should why should we care about it? Right? Well, but I have insecurities, but I'm just wondering why I'm not as good 
as I want to be as good as. Everybody so, wonders well, that, Troy. Right? <laughs> you know, no matter how good somebody is, they always wish they were better, and they yeah. always wish that they could do stuff that they hear other players do. And since no one will ever know the whole vocabulary of music or the whole language of anything, right. practically... You know, you can ask yeah. anyone from any field, football players and basketball players, and they all talk about other guys and say, I wish I could do what he does. Right. You know, they all yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, it's just part of life, you know. And it's always nerve-wracking if someone you really respect is sitting there watching you. I like I remember I was interviewing John Schofield at Yoshi's. He was doing like a three-night, four-night run, so we had the stage, and we're sitting there at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and... Uh, and uh, I asked him, like, how was the show last night? He's like, oh, man, you know, it was great. But I could tell there was something, really? I could tell that there was something like he wasn't saying. He's like, well, to be honest, I was a little self-conscious because see that table right there in the front of the stage? Robin Ford was sitting there <laughs> all night, both sets, just watching. <laughs> I mean, this happens to all of us, I think, sometimes. Wow, definitely. And uh, that's, yeah. That's, that's, I think some yeah. guys, some musicians, particularly Bruce and me, We've played um, as sidemen to some of the most motherfucker guys. So when you get used to playing in front of those guys, you're not as bothered by somebody in the audience as somebody. It's still right. different, though. It's it still hasn't different been. You know? It feels different. At you and obviously, there looking at you, and they're there. And they're, you know, you, when you're on the same team as a guy, they they're rooting for you. You're right. And you're rooting for them. You're right. But well, you get, maybe you get the enemy out <laughs> maybe front. You, <laughs> Joe, yeah. he was usually the enemy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But you get them out front, and it's just basically they're just keeping score. You know? Yeah. Well, you, you know, I always say this thing, uh, and I always do it just to laugh at myself, but I always do it on stage. I always go, how many guitar players out there? And, you know, I see, like, tons of people raising their hands, and they go, I see you motherfuckers standing out there with your arms crossed just waiting for me to make a mistake. I said, well, good news. I've already made, like, 20 or 30. So, you know, just enjoy the rest of the night because, you know, there's going to be more. I think that most of those people with their arms crossed are actually kind of in their own head. I mean, like, you know, they might have their arms crossed, but then you meet them at the end of the night and they're still have their arms crossed and they're like, Yo, that was the best show uh, yeah, I've yeah, ever I mean, seen. <laughs> they're just. I think sometimes we, we, you know, when we're up on stage, we're thinking a lot of times in our mind that, oh God, they hate it because you played something you hate. So if you hate it, then obviously they do too. And of course, that's never true. They they, they come up to the, they they Still love it snowball. and they come up at, at the end oh, of the yeah. night and say, uh, you know, how how much they liked it and they buy CDs and everything's wonderful. Yeah, but yeah. you. Even Chick Corea told me one time, he says, I never trust myself. Somebody that great. And he's, and I said, how do you feel? I mean, I asked him this question. It's one of the only questions I asked him that ever, ever had any value, actually. But I actually <laughs> asked him, you know, how do you perceive your own playing, like when you're playing? And he just looked at me and he said, you know what? After all these years, I finally learned not to trust myself. Because the times I think I'm playing good... I might not be, and the times that I've thought I was playing really bad, I listened to it at another time and thought I was playing great. So, so you true. can't trust yourself. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you, why, tr why even bother judging yourself when you really don't know? Right. So You know, some of my favorite McLaughlin solos, the mistakes are my favorite part. Right. And, it, yeah. and I've listened to the solo so many times that I can't wait to hear him flub that string because that's what I live for. That's the most soulful, beautiful moment of the solo that's so funny, and isn't it? and i'm thinking 
what if it's like the same way when people listen to me play? I make a, a obvious clam, and some people might just be going that's, that's fucking the shit. cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, totally. why worry well, about it? Those, send those people to my gigs. They'll be real. <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural thing, you know, and it's a it's a new a new thing to edit all those out, you know. Not to name drop, you know. Bob Dylan told me not to name drop, actually. But <laughs> I was Dylan interviewing. Told you not to name drop. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was I was interviewing Slash. Jesus Christ told me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've go. taught me. Uh, well, he was going by Jesus at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Slash, like fired a team of engineers. Like he'd do these sessions for one of his albums, and he'd come back the next day, and they they had tweaked all the stuff and all these little things that Scott's talking about. That you guys are talking about and they like everything's perfect and all the takes are like massaged and smoothed mm-hmm. out for the next day's work in the studio and he was just like what the and i i don't know if he fired him but he yelled at these guys right and was like leave the human touch in my solos and my yeah. riffs mm-hmm. yep. you know because it's so easy now to polish it polish it. not that that's I, really cool to hear i mean yeah well, I've polished many a turd. I'm not ashamed <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, but you know what yeah. you end up I mean, with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a shiny <laughs> piece of shit. A shiny piece of shit. That's right. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> How do you go about playing? Because I, I don't know. I never want to play in front of these two motherfuckers, but... How do you do all the time? Yeah, but not... In my head, I'm not playing in front of you. Uh, I don't want to play in front of you because, I mean, it's so hard to... Mentally to get around playing in front of your heroes, and I know Scott and Bruce have talked about doing that themselves, but in an interview situation, because you sit down and play with all the people that you interview, have you got over that? Has that become easier for you, or is is that still something where you, every show, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to sit down and play with Dweezil Zapper or whoever it is, and what do you play? It's hit or miss, because... By the way, if you're thinking of having like full-on jams, that does add a whole other layer of editing later. Right. Mixing those levels and get all the bleed into the vocal mics and people are talking while they're playing. Yep, yep. And, but also, sometimes you end up with like, you know, a 12-minute jam and really, you don't need a 12-minute jam on a typical podcast. So <laughs> no. You, so you, you end up spending time trying to smoothly take out some of the, you know, put all the inspiring right. parts together. So that's a whole thing. Um, I'm trying to think of some great spontaneous jams, but but do you also, get nervous? Also, do you get do you get nervous with the people that you're playing with, or have you are you absolutely. past that now? Well, it all every single episode is different. Right. I'm mostly get nervous about is everything going to go smoothly? Am I going to have a good place to set up the mics? Because my thing is like a like oh, a see, we don't have that problem here. I'm gonna my it's, <laughs> that's what I love how different these shows are. You know, it's like for yeah. me, it's all about like going off into the night sky in the helicopter <laughs> and going to some place and and into some lair and seeing if I can capture you know Bruce is one of the very few people that came to my house like n- seriously oh, I thought everybody did. no 90 <laughs> probably 99 of the 103 or something were all they're all missions man I go on these missions oh you oh, go to oh, them I go to yeah. them I go oh, into see, their that's lair that's why we're not oh, getting yeah, the yeah, guests because yeah. no one wants to come here so in other words <laughs> if I call up Adriana uh, then I Grande? can say yeah no uh, Ariana the, the Victoria's Secret model oh, what's, yes. what's her last name I Adriana don't know. Lima. Uh, yes. So if I call up Adriana and say, we'll come to your house. She'll do it. Then she'll do it. Ah, 
fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Why didn't I think that? Wank, you suck, I man. have to say one thing about Jude. Jude really d- would never need to be nervous playing with anybody wow. because he has he's really well-rounded like he know he's very knowledgeable on guitar he right. knows he can comp for jazz he can play rock he can play blues he can play there's nothing that there's no area he can't cover so how's you know that's very generous very generous you know <laughs> not- but it's true though you know i mean you know how to play you are a good player so so, you know, when you go to these guys, it's it's not like, you know, they have to be worried about playing with some slouch that can't right. play. I mean, right. Jude can play. Yep. You know? Well, it's also about, I, so, I you do a lot of homework, too. Like, if someone has a new record, I try to learn a few of their songs if I can. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll literally chart it out. Like, yep. you know, and part of that goes back to my journalistic background from doing eight years of being an editor, editing other articles. <laughs> Again, don't get your knickers in a knot, mate. It'll be right. That fade out was uh, just to keep you coming back for more. There'll be more of Jude Gold in the coming weeks. Big thanks to Jude Gold. No guitar is safe. Go check out his podcast. Um, it's a great one. Jude does a fantastic job. It was a real pleasure to have him on the show. So we've got more episodes coming up with Jude. Uh, from the moment, we'll see you guys all next week. Sit back, relax. This is Well to the Bone. Scotty Henderson pulling out some uh, Stevie Ray Vaughanish tones and killing. If you're in the Los Angeles area this Friday night, Joel Taylor and Scott Henderson are playing at, I think it's like the 118 or the 1800 bar or something out Glendale Way. Think it is somewhere out there anyway look it up online it's this friday night joel taylor it'll be on his um, facebook or website or whatever but uh scott henderson's playing so come out and hang out with us it should be a killer night uh until then we'll see you guys all next week and be safe and keep guitar so just me on a barbecue you're me well